0: Welcome to In The Loop, the Charlotte Area Chambers podcast, where we talk about everything Charlotte with area business and community leaders. Here are your hosts, Chamber Chief Operating Officer Michael Orszak and CEO of Chase Media, Diane Chase.
1: Hi, Jack. Welcome to In The Loop. I'm Michael Orszak, along with my co-host, Diane Chase. In today's episode, we'll be talking to Jack about helping small businesses become data-driven. We're thrilled to have him on our show today. Welcome Diane and Jack. Oh, you did that backwards, Michael. <laughs> I did that on purpose because I, I didn't, did because I, everyone, didn't, I didn't yeah. want to start singing Jack and Diane. you know um, well, I
0: think we would I think we're all grateful for that, quite frankly. Hi, Jack. <laughs> it's wonderful to have you with us today. Thank you for taking a bit of time to share some of your experience, your insights, your Tips and words of wisdom for our audience today of small, medium, mid-size, and even large businesses. Um, perhaps we start off with why do businesses need to become more data-driven?
2: Well, uh, was, for starters, thanks so much for having me on, Michael and Diane. It's uh, uh, it's a pleasure to be here and I'm and I'm happy to always talk becoming data driven and small business and anything Charlotte for that matter. But um, the uh, in the small business world, I guess to, to answer your question why they need to become data driven, most small business owners uh, got into business because they trusted their gut and they are really good at their task or whatever they sell. The data helps them actually run the business, right? They're not really business experts. So they need some data to help make decisions right and so if the numbers prove something out it gives them a whole lot of confidence and it goes really really well with their gut big fan of using both and if you're a small business just starting out or you're a big business uh, data is still super important and that balance between the art and the science of the data and the gut instinct are still really important to use together
0: that's perfect and you know as you say it's it's the art and science aspect as as we have talked about before in terms of uh, turning data into meaningful information, right? So what are some areas where you come in and you will look at a business operationally or managerially or otherwise? What are some areas that people need to dig into data?
2: Sure, it's a good question, right? So, so get it, we data, data is important, right? We get it, where do we start, right? So there are three main areas that I focus on with clients and just talking with even referral partners and stuff like that too. And uh, the first one in no particular order, but the first one is kind of marketing and sales. The second one is operational and the third one is financial. So I always talk about picking if you're starting to become data-driven or getting to the next level or picking the next KPI, focusing on just one big thing that kind of is the first domino to fall and uh, it's probably going to be in one of those three areas and i mean throwing out some kpis you could do sort of a marketing roi the return on investment operations you could do anything sort of efficiency related and financial no need to get too fancy you could stick with kind of revenue and profit but uh, those three buckets are sort of the big three um that that encompass quite a bit in a business small or large and it's a really good starting place to think what's the first squeaky wheel with What's the first domino to fall that kind of sets everything else in motion?
0: Ah, uh, interesting. And do business owners call you when the wheel is already squeaking or are they putting together their strategic business plan, their business model, and you come in as a, an advisor and, and a consultant?
2: It's a good question because it, it kind of both both certainly happen. Um I, it's probably around 50 50 because it's off the top of my head. I can't really say which is more common, but um, it just it depends on kind of where they're at in the cycle, whether they've been using data and been becoming data driven, but now they need to, they need just a better way to see it because the business is growing, or they're thinking of, I don't know, getting more efficient or innovating and going in a new direction or trying something else new. And so that's where we kind of come in. Um, and use data to help inform their strategy, which kind of is always the end goal. But uh, the trigger can very well be there's a there's a squeaky wheel, or there's a there's a change coming, or a or a business strategy being developed that they need the data for.
0: Who do you normally work with in terms of the the business? Are you working directly with the CEO or the CFO or the CTO? Or
2: yeah, it's a good question. It's it's mostly the CEO. Um, C F O and C O O, uh, definitely in the C suite, but one of those three is typically the person that that reaches out. And it's it's not even necessarily because they're the one who's going to kind of own the dashboard or and the data once we build it together, but it's more they see they're more aware of the need for it and they need to make the decision. So they need to see something quick and. I always make the comparison back in my corporate job. I would have to present things to, like the CFO of a division at the time or my boss's boss's boss kind of thing. And um, they would always send out a request of, hey, we need to know X, Y, and Z. And I would go I would do the analysis. And the quickest way to present the information was to just sit down at their desk, turn my computer around, show them the dashboard I made, and you can easily see, oh, that's good, that's bad. We need to work on this. And so now in the small business world, it's a very similar situation where somebody in the C-suite has that same thought of, man, I wish we, wish we knew this better. I wish we could try and use some data to make this part of the business perform better. And, um, so visibility or performance, I guess would be the two big things there. And then how should we see that and how can we see it quickly and understand it quickly? and uh that's that's sort of the driver from the c suite to uh use a dashboard
1: okay so somebody is saying ooh i need some data i because i've hit this plateau and i want to get to the next step right so you come in and where do you start looking or analyzing or to say okay this is what you need to do to get to that next step do you s- see what they have and then say, ooh, you should look over here by understanding their business?
2: Yeah, it's it's always a conversation. Um, the The clients that I work with are uh, very in tune with their business, obviously, right? And they, they know it a thousand times better than I do. Sometimes a fresh set of eyes definitely helps. And sometimes running just a quick little analysis definitely helps too. But I would say for the most part, the clients or the C-suite person that I'm working with they are typically the ones say, uh getting back to the squeaky wheel metaphor, this is the squeaky wheel. we know that we we don't have great visibility into i don't know profit per client right or r o i or something like that, and we just need to know more because we need to know where we're spending our time and um which clients are to put it more brutally than it is which clients are worth our time right um and so they kind of have that thought already spinning around their head. And then it leads to, oh, man, we need data. Oh, man, now that we have data, we need to see it uh, very visually. And then that's kind of where I come in, build the initial dashboard. And then we have the conversation of where to go from there.
0: How is that? You, you've mentioned uh, visualizing it, Jack, and, you know, me coming from uh, the strategic, strategic communications world, I'm I'm keen on again turning data into meaningful information that can be clearly communicated with the the business outcomes so at what point in the process do you get into the visuals do you work with the communications team or how does that unfold
2: yeah it's a good question right because who who's the end who's the end user of the data and whether it is c suite or the management team or down to the individual sales reps or whatever the team structure looks like. I mean, I work with solopreneurs as well, so they kind of wear all those hats. But um, the big thing is always, regardless of where you are in the food chain, so to speak, making it simple and making it a very clear message, right? And I know, I know you would appreciate that from the communication perspective, but it shouldn't be anything too fancy. Uh, data is complicated enough. Let's make it as simple as possible to view and um typically if it is something that's going to be shown throughout the organization there's probably going to be some different you know to get a little bit in the weeds some different permission levels so the c suite can see some things the sales team can see some things but uh, oftentimes you can kind of have that transparency across the organization and make it clear that the data is there to represent what has happened and what the strategy has been driving and so it's a good really uh visual data driven foundation for then the conversation that the C suite will have with the rest of the team or obviously in a small team um just kind of amongst themselves type of thing but it it really just provides the foundation and then enables whoever's doing the presenting to the rest of the team uh to actually communicate from there
0: very good could you share a a story with us of a client experience and sort of walk us through a little bit of that journey the short version i know
2: <laughs> <laughs> sure um <clears throat> so i have uh, one one really fun client story that i use quite a bit and it's a small transportation company a uh, 20-25 employees, something like that and one of the reasons i use it is because it's a it's a very simple business model it's um Somebody on the team drives the truck to drop off a package, drives to the next house to drop off the next package, so on and so forth, right? We all get Amazon and FedEx packages and stuff like that. So um, he's running this business and going well, profitable according to uh, his income statement, but he knows that they're missing out on a lot of efficiency. And the contract that he had with uh, a huge transportation company, they're kind of squeezing him a bit and, and changing up the rates. and. Uh, he he knew that he needed to be more efficient. So um, back to the one big thing that I was talking about in the beginning, we started with uh, just one question and it led to two big dashboards with five or six pages each that were all efficiency based and financial based. And all of that started with how many stops did my trucks make today? Because from that, he could figure out, okay, well, we delivered this many packages, and we did it in so many amount of hours. And this driver matches really well with this route, and so on and so forth. So it it started with the simplest of thoughts of, man, I think we should be more efficient. How many stops did I make today? And he looks at that dashboard every single day, and it it really drives his business and helps him be more efficient. And be more profitable and get down to any sort of nitty-gritty level that he wants to, uh, so that he can build a strategy, go back to the big contract or the huge company that he works kind of for, and say, "No, here's here's the data that I'm seeing. This is actually what's happened." And they they kind of can't squeeze him for rates anymore because he has the data to back him up. So, a whole lot of confidence, whole lot of efficiency, and um, uh, improved profitability. If I throw in some more buzzwords there.
0: I know. Buzzwords. We love to buzz, don't we? Right. Um, have you Have you seen a, a CEO make a a really surprising decision after your work with them?
2: I, I am happy to say that I have not. <laughs> um, I, everything that uh, every time I start a conversation with a with a business owner who doesn't think that they're data driven, it turns out they're actually much more data driven than they expected. And so the dashboards that we put together and the data that we uh, gather and all that stuff, it ends up really most of the time enhancing what they're already doing. So just doing it a lot better. Um, in that transportation example, he's still running trucks. He's still dropping off at the same routes. He's just doing it a lot more efficiently and matching up the right driver with the right truck with the right route kind of thing. So, um, Occasionally, we'll get some eye-opening moments of, man, you know, I, I wasn't sure that this was happening, but it's really good to know. But I wouldn't say any shocking decisions have come from it. And again, happily, no shocking decisions have come from it.
0: No U-turns or anything.
2: <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly, yeah, which is good.
0: That's good. Well, that's really fascinating work. And I know there's such a an intersect. Well, there's an a massive appetite for it as we become more and more AI driven in the business marketplace. Uh, but the awareness that the human factor is still critical in terms of business success. I'd love to hear your thoughts around that.
2: Yeah, the human element's huge. I um, actually give a pretty consistent presentation about um, using data in businesses and stuff like that. but an enormous part of that section is allowing the human element to come in there because I'm about as data driven as you're going to get from a from a business owner perspective but I still use my gut uh, there's still a human element to a lot of things and if the numbers say one thing that's fantastic make sure you give it a gut check because if you're if you're doing one thing one way and there's two people doing the same task and one is more efficient than the other doesn't mean that the more efficient person likes it a whole lot more and loves it more, right? So the human element comes in and says, all right, well, just because you're more efficient, maybe you hate it, right? And maybe it's not that big of an impact on the bottom line if we switch it to just the person who loves the work kind of thing. And kind of an abstract example, but I uh I see the human element quite a bit and I think it's really important. And it's again, it's kind of a it's a good art and science combination when you have the data mixed in with, that, with the human element. And I mean, in your world, Diana, the communication, right? How do, you, how do you actually talk about the numbers and how do you get an employee or a team member or a client to kind of come buy into them? That's where you need the human element. Um, and so I'm, I'm a huge fan of combining the two and always having a little of both in any sort of decision.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That sounds, that sounds perfect. As we know, nothing successful happens with poor communication or miscommunication. It can make right. life very challenging and difficult and full of angst. Right. Very <laughs> so, much so. This has been great. would love to have any final thoughts you have. Do you have anything else you'd like to add?
2: Um, I'd just say generally. I mean, I know we're kind of we're all Charlotte based and have run into each other quite a bit and I think the Charlotte biz community is is pretty amazing and if anybody listening is thinking about starting a business or already does run a business there's there's a lot of support out there and Charlotte's a really really good small business community and just business community in general for the for the bigger businesses so um I just say thanks again for having me on this is a this is great.
0: Oh, it's such a pleasure. We really appreciate you sharing your your thoughts, Jack, and, and taking some time with us.
1: Yes, thank you, Jack. Thanks for joining us on In the Loop. Happy to be here. Thanks again.
0: Thank you for joining us on In the Loop, the Charlotte Area Chamber weekly business and community podcast with your hosts, Michael Orzak and Diane Chase. If you'd like to be a sponsor, please contact us through our website, charlotteareachamber.com. Join us again next week for the latest scoop, In the Loop.